Hello, and thank you for listening to the Mathematics Teacher Educator Journal podcast. The Mathematics Teacher Educator Journal is co-sponsored by the Association of Mathematics Teacher Educators and the National Council of Teachers of Mathematics. We will be discussing Ji Yong Yi and Jasmine Stanford's article, Pre-Service Teachers' Mathematical Visual Implementation for Emergent Bilinguals, published in the September 2018 issue of the Mathematics Teacher Educator Journal. We will begin by summarizing the main points of the article and discuss in more depth the lessons they shared in their article, their successes and challenges, and how these lessons relate to their other work. My name is Eva Thanheiser, and I'm talking with Ji Zhang Yi. Can you take a minute to introduce yourself? Yes, I'm Ji Zhang Yi, an assistant professor in mathematics education at Iowa State University. I teach both secondary and elementary pre-service teachers, but my main part is secondary. And my research agenda is focusing on emergent bilinguals, mostly EAL, so English language learners in the U.S., but also Korean language learners in South Korea. So my research is about how to teach mathematics for emergent bilinguals and how to support pre-service and in-service teachers about teaching rigorous mathematics for emergent bilinguals. All right. Well, thank you for joining us and let's get started. Can you start off with a brief summary of the article, including the results? Yes, but I'm not sure if I can make it brief. <laughs> let's <I'll> try. try. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is a multiple case study, involves emergent bilinguals, pre-service teachers, and mathematical problem solving. So by the way, I used uh, EB's emergent bilinguals throughout this paper instead of ELLs, although ELLs are uh, most commonly used term in the U.S., I prefer to use EB's emergent bilinguals because ELLs, the term doesn't show these students can speak at least one language already. So I want to emphasize the bilingualism they have to have the SFU rather than emphasize the mere fact that they are learning English. So I want to use emergent bilinguals. Yeah, so we designed this study to investigate pre-service teacher learning about teaching mathematical problem solving for EBITs. So our focus is uh, the one particular strategy in how to use visuals. So we used the one-on-one setting. So we have three cases, that means three pairs of pre-service teachers and emergent bilinguals. So in each pair, there is one middle school mathematics pre-service teacher and one middle school emergent bilingual. So the pre-service teacher, they developed a lesson plan using the given problem, which has highly in a high level cognitive demand, and they actually teach the lesson with the real student, the assigned emergent bilingual. So we measured how they modify the problems and what instructional strategies they implemented to support their emergent bilinguals and how they reflected their teaching and learning. So they had five sessions with their emergent bilinguals. And intervention was provided after each teaching. So we used Shibel and Chavez's seven key strategies for ELLs to provide the intervention of research-based strategies and one of the research-based strategies was how to use visuals. And this paper is particularly about the visual strategies. So although using visuals is a very common strategy to teach EBS, so even without any training, teachers and people can think of, oh, visuals is a good strategy to emerge bilinguals. But not all visuals are the same. So this intervention was designed with three different versions of visuals embedded in the same math word problem. 
And the problem is written in Korean because none of the preserved teachers could read or understand Korean. So the first version had only text, only Korean text. So the preserved teacher had no idea what it says and what information are there and how to solve it. And the second version had the one picture with the word problem, but only related to its context. So there's no mathematical information the preserved teachers could gain. So they tried to make some guesses, but ultimately they cannot solve it. The third version has several visuals and representations, so any pictures and numbers. So it conveys not only contextual clues, but also mathematical information. So with these visuals, all preserved teachers could figure out what the problem was about, what it means, and how to solve it, although they did not understand the language. So after this intervention, we found all preserved teachers started using visuals differently, like using more various representations and try to add mathematical information. So this was my study. Okay. I'm going to try to figure out if I understood what you said correctly. So you had three pre-service teachers you worked with, and they each worked with one emergent bilingual child. Yes. Now, was the study conducted in the United States? Yes. So the children were... English learners. They are, yeah, all English language learners. But the Korean intervention was something you did with the teachers. That's not the thing they did with the children, right? That's right. Yeah, it's uh, okay. it happens during the intervention with the pre-service teachers. And you chose Korean so that none of them would have access to it at all because none of them speak Korean. And so they would encounter a problem that they didn't know what the problem was about. And then you added different kinds of visuals to kind of talk about what each visual adds to understanding the problem. Yes. Okay. And then I think what you said is you found that after this intervention, the pre-service teachers, when they worked with the children, they used more and different kinds of visuals in their own teaching. Yes, they did. Okay. Just making sure that I followed. So who should read this article? Definitely teacher educators or someone who is designing teacher preparation program because this intervention involved field experience. So I think it's not only for one method class is for like whole teacher preparation program. And also I believe it is beneficial for in-service teachers as well. You talked a little bit about it, but let's isolate again. What is the important problem or issue that you address with your study? It's well known that there is a mismatch between the student population and teacher population in the U.S. So many students are really diverse at this time culturally and linguistically, but we do not have enough teachers for families with this diverse background. Yeah, that's one thing. And also the teachers' lack of resources to teach emergent bilinguals. Many teachers don't have experience as emergent bilinguals. So I think this is, yeah, it could be my personal opinion, but I think because English is the most popular language and most used in the world, English speakers don't have much experience as emergent bilinguals like other non-English speakers. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So that's one thing. And also, when they learn about how to teach emergent bilinguals, I believe teachers usually get only the general principles. So just use visual. That's good strategy, but they don't know how to utilize the general principles. So I believe general principles, general strategies do not really help. 
teachers when they actually have to use it. Are you saying that you're trying to put these teachers into a situation where they can experience what emergent bilinguals experience? Yes, because even if they have a good strategy with good intention, if they do not really understand their students, it would be hard for them to utilize the strategy in an effective way. So if they really don't know how emergent bilinguals feel and they experience in English-only classroom, it would be hard for them to provide the known strategy in a really good way. Okay. So also in your summary in the beginning, you talked a little bit, but let's explore a little further. How does this article build on existing work in the field? And what particular theories are you building your work on? Yeah, obviously, yeah, I used the previous research related to emergent bilinguals. So for example, I used Shiva and Chavez they review kind of, and they they reviewed many previous articles related to ELLs, and they found the seven key strategies, and I used to design my intervention. And also for my analytic framework, I used two previous study. One is Meyer et al., and the other is Martiniello. So they proposed different types of visuals. Although these studies are not particularly for emergent bilinguals. They provide this kind of guideline how to analyze visuals. So not all visuals are the same. So Meyer used the term progressive formalization to show the different abstraction or formalization stage of visuals. So based on these studies, I categorized the visuals. So I first categorized the visuals into visuals without mathematical information and visuals with mathematical information. And for the visuals with mathematical information, I further divided into three subcategories, informal, preformal, and formal. So this serves as my analytic framework so I could analyze the visuals the preserved teachers use for their emergent bilinguals. Do you think we could try to talk through an example of what these different visuals have? So I think in your paper, it's about a classroom, right? And so what would a visual look like that has nothing to do with the mathematics, for example? The math word problem with the visuals that I used for this intervention was from Korean textbook, middle schooler for middle schooler. So for second version, I used the original visual the textbook actually used. That's one picture with kind of classroom situation with some desks there, some students are there, some boys and girls are there. So that picture shows so what context is in this problem. It's classroom setting. That's it. It doesn't show how many female students are there, how many male students are there. And actually this problem is about fraction yeah, so they have to actually find the number of female students based on the given fractional information, but it doesn't have any fractional and not real numbers of each students. So that case, this is visuals without mathematical information. Okay. Yeah, so the third version has picture of a classroom, so this gives a classroom setting, and this also give picture with caption. So the caption is actually a fraction. So with a picture of boy, there is a caption two-third, and there is a picture of girl and question mark. So people can think uh, in the classroom, the number of boy is two-third of all students. So what is the number or the fraction of the female students? So it's easy to find it one-third, something like that. And uh, also there is a table with 
picture with captions so people can think and also the, there are the fractions and question mark also variable x so people can figure out what this fraction or numerical symbol represents. So we had one picture that just had like a random classroom image, one that had some kids in it, but it wasn't clear what the question was. And then the last one had specific information that related to the question. Is that correct? Yeah, it was hard to explain without showing the picture. <laughs> yes. Well, people can go to the article to like look at the pictures, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. This is the example of the visuals with mathematical information. Right. I think this sounds like such a powerful experience to me because, you know, we're not often ourselves in a situation where we don't know what's going on and really seeing how a visual can help you understand the mathematics is really powerful in this article. So I think it's a really cool intervention. All right. So, what was your research question and what did you find? So my research question is to what extent does an immersive foreign language intervention for preserved teachers designed to highlight the power of visuals in understanding mathematics influence their perspectives and practices with regard to teaching mathematics for emergent bilinguals? So what was your second question? So what's the research question and then what was your finding? Oh, the finding. So my finding is this specific intervention with uh, using the foreign language and also specific instruction strategy, visuals with three different versions, helps them understand how emergent bilinguals feel and experience in their school and also what instructional strategy and, and, and what use of visuals actually helps them understand the mathematical situation. So they can see the power of visuals and which one has more power and which one actually helps them understand the math. So, and after this intervention, the preserved teacher could apply their learning in their teaching really fast. So my finding is first, this intervention works. This intervention changes their perspective. It helps their improving their teaching strategy, teaching practice for emergent bilinguals and also the one-on-one setting and the concurrent setting. So they had this intervention with their teaching experience, their field experience. So in their actual intervention post-survey, they said this is really helpful for them. So they could apply what they learned immediately. So that helps their understanding and improving their teaching. And the most powerful strategy they learned was this strategy, how to use visuals. So that was my finding. I think you have a table in your paper that shows that after this intervention, they used a lot more visuals, right? They used more visual itself, and also they used more visuals with mathematical information. And even in that category, they used more pre-former stage of visuals rather than informal ones. If I understand right, they... That was five interventions, and after each intervention, they planned a lesson, right, to do with the child. And so you looked at the lessons they planned to see how many visuals they included? Yes. All right. So if you had to sum up, what is the new contribution of your paper? What would you say? There was no previous study about connecting the types of visuals with teaching math for emergent bilingual. So this is definitely a new contribution. 
And also this paper clearly provides an idea for designing an activity or program to educate pre-service teachers and even in-service teachers for teaching math to emerging bilinguals. Let's say that there's a whole bunch of people like me who want to use your intervention. What advice would you give? Advice, okay. So I think the setting is kind of important. So before you show any visual, you have to give the direction first. That's what I did. So before I showed the first version, I asked them, okay, this is a math problem, but it's for middle school. It'll be easy to try to solve it and then show it. And then you showed them the Korean text. Yes. So they have more kind of impact. So they expected they could solve it. But when they see the language, no way. So they knew the math. They have all the mathematical knowledge to solve it. But because the language, they couldn't solve it. So what was their reaction when you showed them this Korean text? Oh, it was actually hilarious <laughs> to watch it. So they laughed about it a lot and they knew they couldn't solve it. They couldn't understand it. But they tried to make some sense just connecting the numbers. But they knew it's not working. This um, podcast is actually really timely for me because next week I'm doing presentation where I'm doing something similar to you, we're going to watch a Chinese lesson. Yes. And um, nobody in the audience is going to be speaking Chinese, I assume. I don't know, but I assume. And um, we're going to talk about how accessible the content of this lesson was. And the content is very accessible because of the figures on the board. It's you kind of know what they're talking about. And we're going to talk about how same idea, how to give access to language learners and putting people into this position of not understanding the language. So I was thrilled when I read your paper. I'm like, yay, this is something I can use. And I'm imagining how to use it in like my everyday life, because obviously I do not speak Korean or Chinese. So I'm wondering how I would go about, especially if I were monolingual, how would I go about finding a problem like this that then I could work with. And this is it. <laughs> so your problem, yeah. But like, yeah. do you have more, like if people are interested in more problems, could they contact you? Would that be something you'd be interested in talking to people? Yes. Yeah, so I use these methods in several of my presentations or in sort of teacher in a PD. And I have several different versions because uh, not many emerging bilinguals are beginning level. So they actually understood, understand some. Um, English, but right. even if so, my different version has all English, but one or two words. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, keywords. So even if they understand the context, they cannot solve it because very key mathematical information is not written in English. Wow, that's really awesome. Yeah. So I try to make it authentic. So after each um, version of visual, I ask them how they felt and why they couldn't solve it. So they have some time to digest their feeling and the reason why they couldn't solve it and why their emergent bilinguals couldn't solve it and why they are kind of feel outsider in their classroom. I have a different question, and I'm not sure this is going to be part of the podcast, but I'm really curious about the term emergent bilingual. I'm not a super big fan of it myself because I feel like it um, limits the languages to two. And I think many people speak more than two languages. Yes, it's true. Actually, one of the bilingual in my study is, was trilingual. She could speak Japanese, Korean, and English. 
Yeah. I think especially students who learn English often come from homes where they already spoke more than one language. Yes. I just don't know there's a good term, but I thought it's interesting because it doesn't matter what term you use. You have to explain why you're using that term, right? I think so. I think ELs or ELs are fine. Uh, but when you use EVs, I believe you have a specific reason why. And also, sometimes I put multilingual with parenthesis. So immigrant bilingual, parenthesis, multilingual to respect. Yeah, I think that would be, I like that one. I think we're through, except if you want to add anything. I think so. I hope many people, many educators read this article and, and try this method. And if you do, please let me know how it works. Yeah, I think this is going to be very exciting. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. That's awesome. It's a really good experience for me. Well, thanks for publishing the paper. For further information on this topic, you can find the article on the Mathematics Teacher Educator website. This has been your host, Eva Thanheiser. Thanks for listening and goodbye.